Well, there's quite a lineup of conservative-leaning minor parties to choose from at the moment, isn't there? And what happens if you like them all, but, well, you can only pick one? And if everyone picks different ones, then what happens? Is there a solution? Let's check it out. So these are what I would call the minor parties not currently in Parliament or polling around 5%, but they're conservative-leaning. We've got New Conservatives, Freedom NZ, Leighton Baker Party, Democracy NZ, New Zealand Loyal, and now the new kid on the block, New Zeal. And there's even a Women's Right Party. Now, let me acknowledge firstly that we agree on many things. Currently, apart from a handful of MPs, the House of Representatives fails to represent the voice of social conservatives. Parliament has gradually become more and more socially liberal, even amongst the so-called centre-right parties. I mean, a parliament which unanimously votes to allow gender on a birth certificate to be based on how you identify rather than biological fact proves just how liberal our parliament has become. New Zealand desperately needs more social conservative voices. We need voices in parliament which will speak boldly and unapologetically for the unborn child, that will oppose radical sexuality and gender ideology, divisive critical theory and climate alarmism targeted at young ch children, and protect vulnerable young people from chemicalisation and castration of healthy bodies. We need voices in power which will promote and protect the institution of mar marriage, which will respect the role of parents rather than attempt to exclude them from important issues such as abortion and gender dysphoria. Politicians who will protect the elderly and the vulnerable from seeing assisted suicide as a solution. We need voices which will seek to protect our communities from drug use and normalisation. We need voices which respect freedom of conscience for New Zealanders who oppose compulsory vaccination and other health-related mandates. We need voices which protect freedom, religious freedom and free speech, amongst others. So... Good on these parties for putting their hand up and being willing to get involved. When I spoke at a recent church leaders gathering, I shared the significance of the word synergy. And synergy is the cooperative working together of two or more people or organisations when their combined effect is greater than the sum of their individual efforts. Now, you don't need to be a seasoned political analyst, analyst sorry, to see that three or five or seven parties all seeking to attract the same type of voter is going to fail. It will simply split the vote. That is already quite evident from the political polls. And even worse, the wasted vote, which could be as high as 7%, based on past elections, will be apportioned to parties who do make it to Parliament, the very parties which are failing to represent our voice. As Albert Einstein said, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting different results. So let me tell you a short story. It's the story of how a left-wing movement created a voice in Parliament that is still making an impact, for the worse, uh, as you will soon see. Now, the Alliance was a left-wing political party in New Zealand. It was formed at the end of 1991 by the linking of four smaller parties. The largest of the four was New Labour Party, established by former Labour Party MP Jim Anderton, plus the Democratic Party, which was originally the Social Credit Party, 
Remember Bruce Beetham won a seat in 1978. Gary Knapp defeated Don Brash in a by-election in East Coast Bays. And in 1981, they actually won 21% of the vote. But under first-past-the-post, they didn't win any electorate seats. So they got nothing. Uh, there was also Manamotahaki, a Māori party, and the Greens, an environmentalist party who had policy and electoral support, but they didn't have any party organisation. And they gradually began to work together to fi fight their common political opposition. And they established three pillars of alliance policy. Left-wing economics, represented by New Labour and the Democrats, social credit, environmentalism, represented by the Greens, and Māori issues, represented by Manamotahaki. And then shortly after the official establishment of the alliance, a small splinter group from the National Party actually applied to join. They were known as the Liberal Party, consisting of two former National Party MPs, uh, and the Liberals became the fifth member of the alliance in June 1992. So they got two Liberal MPs, Gilbert Miles and Hamish McIntyre. Some of you uh, into politics history will remember those names. Now, there were also uh, discussions regarding the alliance's link with former National MP Winston Peters, who founded New Zealand First. Uh, Peters was also opposed to the economic reforms being undertaken, was hostile towards big business, claimed to support ordinary New Zealanders, but was highly conservative, according to Wikipedia. And there were also problems regarding who would lead any merged entity, Jim Anderton or Winston Peters and it was unclear which of them should be senior. So in 1993, under first-past-the-post, the Alliance gained 18% of the vote. However, the electoral system meant the party only won two seats, the electorates they won, Jim Anderton and Sandra Lee in Auckland. In 1996, the first under MMP, the Alliance gained 10% of the vote, and under MMP, they got 13 MPs. And then in 1997, the Greens decided that they would leave the alliance at the next election. They thought they could perform better individually. And so in the 1999 election, they gained 5.16% of the vote, just in seven seats in Parliament. The alliance got 8%. So Unity grew their vote to be across two left-wing parties. And then in 2002, Anderton, along with three other alliance MPs, split. They established the Progressive Coalition Party, later just the Progressive Party. In the 2002 election, the Alliance and the Progressives competed against each other. Progressives got two MPs, one MP in each of the following elections, basically Jim Anderton, and then gone. A little bit like Peter Dunn with United Future. The Alliance got no seat and 1.27 of the party vote, and the Alliance died over the next three elections, getting less than 0.1% of the vote. Gone burger. And so what's left of this alliance? This. And if that doesn't scare you, nothing will. We are still suffering from the legacy of that left-wing movement that came together with the Green Party. Now, how did they succeed? Well, a few things. They had experience and presence already in Parliament which is actually why Winston Peters gets so much traction, even when he's not even in Parliament. They had to sort leadership and personalities, united on key pillars. They had a common political opposition. Uh, their movement was incremental. It took time. It just didn't happen in election year. They got a foot in the door, and it then became a platform for individual parties which were united. 
The Greens stayed united, but the Alliance parties didn't. So disunity killed the overall alliance, and disunity would never have got them there in the first place. You know, I tell you that story because social conservatives need viable options this coming election. You may believe there's already a party that fits the bill for you. Great. But for all these minor parties putting huge effort and resource and energy with the desire of adding a conservative voice in Parliament, all these minor parties need to unite as one party and as one voice. United, in my view, united they stand as a strong option. Divided, I humbly and sadly suggest that they will all fail. For once, I'd like to be totally wrong. (laughs) 